Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, I talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, health freedom. And in that light, I'm always interviewing influencers, successful people, entrepreneurs, getting those insights and sharing them with the masses. So today we have um, Corey Minkus. And she's actually going to talk to us all about her entrepreneurial journey. She is the founder and CEO of Rock Your Product. And it's going to be a great, delightful conversation. So I'll bring her on the show and let her introduce herself. So Corey, welcome. Hello, and welcome to you and your audience. I'm so happy to be here, Chris. So thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. And I love these topics, time, financial health. And what was the fourth one? Uh, location. Location. Love it. Okay, great. So um, all good things to talk about in uh, in entrepreneurship, right? You get to create your own freedoms. I love it. It looks like you've you've been uh, really featured in USA Today, Success, Forbes, Vanity, you know, pretty much the whole gamut. Uh, tell us more about your story, your journey, how you got started, and we'll go from there. Sure. So my journey started back when I was a wee little girl <laughs> and uh, and have grown up through the years. Well, let me tell you about my professional career, because I think it's really related or relatable to your audience. And that is that I started in uh, the traditional path of you know going to university, graduating from university with a degree and going out and getting a job and working really hard in those days to uh, you know make your path in the corporate experience. I stayed in corporate for 25 years and really had an amazing run as a corporate leader in very um, multifaceted parts of corporate so that I could really understand the entire vertical experience in corporate and running businesses. And so it was really always important to me in my corporate career to learn as much as I could. I'm a consummate learner, love to ask questions, love to grow and be challenged. And so throughout my career, leaving eventually in the C-suite where I was for many years before I left corporate, really gave me a very um, clean view of the experience of what it really took to run a company from the ownership's position all the way down to the operational uh, components of the company. So in doing that, about five and a half years ago, I decided I was either going to go back and get an executive MBA 
or I was going to go out on the entrepreneurial journey, which is another type of MBA, right? The entrepreneurial MBA. And I chose the entrepreneurial route. And through that journey and that transition, I not only learned a tremendous amount about myself, which is something that you do as an entrepreneur that you could hide when you're working in the corporate experience sometimes. And even though I was a very evolved human being, it's amazing how in a big corporation, you can really hide from a lot of things because you're very segmented in what you do. But when you become an entrepreneur, you are fully accountable to yourself and everything that you deliver around you. So I learned a tremendous amount of respect for entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship at the very foundational level. So those who are making that transition and have made no money yet, right, pre-revenue to, um, I work with companies that go up to about $50 million of revenue annually. And that's about my sweet spot of the types of clients I work with today. So my own journey helped me to better support the clients that I work with today to understand, have sensitivity to not only the business acumen that they need to grow and thrive, but the mindset that's needed in order to create the level of persistence to push through the passion that you have to have around entrepreneurship. So a little bit of a cliff note of my journey in business. That's really a fantastic journey. And um, uh, when I work with most of my clients, you know, a lot of them are from the corporate world and they're actually interested in becoming entrepreneurs. So, you know, you definitely have that experience. You had that, it sounds like you had that choice. You know, you could, sounds like you were flourishing in the corporate environment, but you chose the entrepreneurial route. Um, tell us more about kind of the factors and why you chose that route. Great question. So it was not something I think I chose. I think it kind of fell into my lap. <laughs> so the alternative was to go back and kind of stay the corporate traditional route, which um, at the time I was 45 years old and I thought it would be a good idea to go back and get an executive MBA just to, to mentally challenge what was the next step in my career. And in talking to various different sources, I mean, there's, you know, in hindsight, of course, with COVID and all the big transitions that have happened in corporate over the last couple of years, and so many, I mean, there was over 3 million women who actually left the corporate workforce during the time of COVID. So mass exodus of transition. But I left many years before that. But I guess in, in a way, having the the sense of knowing that I wanted to take on a new challenge. I think that was really for me what what presented itself. And so entrepreneurship really is defined in creating a new sense of leadership that you get to define. And after being in a corporate setting, which again, corporate is amazing when you learn how to optimize your experience working with incredibly talented people above you, below you, next to you, there's so much that you get to learn and take on in that experience. However, as human beings, sometimes we choose to pivot. And I know that you yourself did that as well between being in medicine and then, you know, jumping into real estate and now being able to really coach other people in their experience of growth in their own lives. So many of us are constantly looking for and seeking for what's next. In fact, I always say, you know, we don't know what serial entrepreneurship is until we become an entrepreneur. And then we realize every entrepreneurial becomes every entrepreneur becomes a serial entrepreneur, right? Because there's so many verticals of opportunity of where you can invest your time and in return make money. And I think the traditional setting of 
getting a job, like being a doctor or working in corporate, you have a very singular focus. And what's beautiful when we learn the idea of entrepreneurship is really not just business ownership with entrepreneurship, but it's taking the initiative to find other verticals in which we can create income for ourselves that we enjoy. And that to me is really what entrepreneurship is about. Very interesting. What's um, you mentioned a lot of um, interesting attributes because um, and what are some of the challenges when you start out, when you decide to kind of just go out on your own and start, you know, an idea, a company, you know, startup compared to the traditional corporate environment? Yeah. You ever see Santa's uh, list of all the people he needs to deliver gifts to, you know, that like big scroll of the list of all the names? I think of that when people ask me that question, because there's so many opportunities and challenges as entrepreneurs in starting your own business that the list can be endless, right? And in a lot of times, Chris, and you probably know this and see this in your business as well, it stops people, right? Because there's so much that can come up. I mean, there's fear there's anxiousness, there's the unknown, there's the uncertainty. And this is something that we need to accept because as employees, we expect that we're going to get a paycheck, right? We know what the outcome is going to be. We know if we put the time in, some of us may put more effort in than others. If we put in, we get out. But in entrepreneurship, it's a very different mindset in psychology. And where we get results may be very different than where we were trained to get results in a traditional educational setting. And so the entire experience in entrepreneurship is really taking on a very uh, creative approach to the way that we start to visualize how we as human beings can create great impact around the world. And so I think the biggest transition I see when people are stepping out of corporates, and I was a victim of this, right? We wanted a lot of structure and we wanted a lot of, uh, you know, perfection around the experience. And we maybe didn't want to get started until we thought it was perfect and it was right. And then we wrote a business plan and then we rewrote a business plan and then we rethought it through. And then we went and talked to more people. And there's this constant perpetual of trying to get to an answer, but really the answer is just there. It's in front of you. And it's a very crazy psychology, something we were never taught, right? Because in traditional education, we were taught if we failed and we got an F, that means that we would flunk out and it wouldn't be successful. But in entrepreneurship, we say that F is fabulousness, right? It creates a fabulous experience because the more you fail, the more you actually can climb that mountain faster. And so it it shifts the entire really foundational experience of people. In fact, I'm going to tell you an interesting story. So I left corporate and I left corporate in, it was just starting the fourth quarter of, I believe it was 2017. And it was the first quarter of 2018. And I left corporate and I started traveling the world to speak on stages globally, to talk to an am amazing entrepreneurs all over the world. So I started training all over the world. And I was actually, we had traveled for, from Zurich, Switzerland to Tel Aviv in Israel. And I went from one event to the next. So we would do these three-day events and it was kind of like a whirlwind, right? So I, I traveled from one country to the next, got to Israel. And the day after I arrived in Tel Aviv, I woke up the next morning. It was the second day of our event and I couldn't get out of bed. And I actually had scheduled breakfast with, I don't know if you know who Kevin Harrington is. He's one of the original sharks from Shark Tank. And he was traveling on the road with me at the time we were speaking together at this event. And we had breakfast together that morning. 
And I woke up that morning and I got out of bed and, you know, I'm not that old, (laughs) but I got out of bed and I just got extraordinarily dizzy. Hmm. And uh, I didn't know it was wrong. I say I'm not that old, meaning I'm actually a very healthy human being, typically, knock on wood. And so to wake up and feel that way after traveling around the world and had never having any issues, it was a very odd feeling. Well, it turns out that I ended up getting vertigo, which I've never had before. And if anyone knows what vertigo is, you know, it's this massive sense of your entire world is spinning around you. Mm-hmm. And one of the really interesting things that I did some research on was there was some link to the psychology behind the amazing and massive transition that I had taken on just six months prior to that. And that my entire ecosystem, now I don't wish vertigo upon anybody, but my entire ecosystem was shifting from what I knew, the sense of stability and understanding and knowing what my job was and knowing what I needed to accomplish and get done to really in an entrepreneurship role, a very unstable or instable experience of not really knowing how I was going to create the experience of outcomes that I wanted to achieve. Mm. And so this entire experience really taught me, unfortunately, I was quite sick for several days and ended up not being able to leave Tel Aviv because I was so sick. But once I got back on my feet and I started doing research, there is some psychology behind the vertigo experience that is connected to massive pivot and change in your life. Now, again, I don't wish vertigo on anybody, but it just goes to show you how much is really a completely different psychology experience, almost like stepping onto a new planet, (laughs) you know, outside of the traditional norm that we were raised in. Most of us raised in normal traditional educational settings, graduated with a traditional degree from university, went on and got a job, right? You know, the traditional experiences, you know, started your LinkedIn because that was the thing to do. And we were, we were walking through a process that was really pre, pre predetermined for us. And through that whole time, Chris, one of the things that we each adopt is other people's belief systems. Mm. So whether it's other people's limiting beliefs or other people's desires and outcomes. And when you become an entrepreneur, you get to shift all that to create the experience that you want. And Mm. many of us don't quite know what that is, right? But the beautiful thing of entrepreneurship is like being a chef. You get to start with fresh recipes to make amazing dishes to serve to amazing people. And whether you're in a service business or a product business, you get to deliver an experience to human beings. And that's what you get to share as an entrepreneur. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, definitely. And um, what are, you know, you you mentioned um, uh, limiting beliefs. How do you identify, you know, these limiting beliefs and how do you sort of manage them as you're on your journey as an entrepreneur? Mm, Big question. It's a great question. Yeah, they come up a lot. Do you find that, Chris? They come up yeah. a lot? I yeah. mean, all the time. All the time, right? And it's amazing when they do that you think, well, I teach other people this kind of stuff. How can it be that I don't know how to deal with this? Well, it's not that I don't know how to deal with it. How could it be that it keeps coming up, right? So how do we deal with it? So the first thing that you need to identify when you are hitting roadblocks, not achieving or feeling yourself getting fearful around things, it typically is limiting beliefs that are holding you back. And um, I have an advisor that I work with, and uh, her name is Michelle Masters, who I happen to absolutely love. And one of the things she taught me early on in my entrepreneurial journey was something called worth expansion. And the idea really is founded in the fact that we, 
control our own value and worth that we feel inside, which then we project out to every human being on the planet. So in other words, if we feel a lack of worth in our own self, then how is it that somebody else is going to believe, trust, or be confident in us? And so it's not that we lack confidence, but we do actually never really evaluate what is our own worth to ourselves, let alone to the rest of the world. And where we see this most often, Chris, and where this comes up for me with my clients is when they price things, whether they price their services or they price their product. We have a pre-assumed idea that if we assume this is what we would pay for it, that we would assume this is what other consumers would pay for it, other people would pay for it. But ultimately, it's our own judgment around potentially our own self-worth that's limiting the experience that we can deliver to others. And so the greatest gift I can leave for your listeners today, and, and I'm sure that this is something that if they haven't already heard, they will hear again and again, which is becoming aware of your limiting beliefs. And when you become aware of them is when you can really start to address them. And when you identify them, you can start to create connections to either things that trigger them but then you also can create connections to new outcomes that you want to create. So some of the training I did over the years and was certified in NLP, neurolinguistic programming, helps you to reprogram the patterns in which we think and we operate, which causes those limiting beliefs, to then cause different outcomes in those belief systems that we can then create more opportunities and more expand expanded curiosity and expanded worth to then create greater outcomes in our lives. And so it's it's really important for you to start to become really aware. It's almost as if, you know, through life, we, we constantly are giving and delivering and listening. But what we forget to do is actually receive and give ourselves the opportunity to understand what's happening in our own lives. And that's why, interestingly, Chris, and you may know this, most entrepreneurs start their entrepreneurial journey around the age of 45. So it sounds like you were a little younger than that when you started. And funny enough, not even trying, I was 45 when I left corporate and I stepped into my entrepreneurial journey. And that is the average age of entrepreneurs. Now, I'm not saying there's not younger entrepreneurs. I work with some and they're amazing. But the experience that we have in life helps to create, and you have that experience, some of the foundation of being able to financially afford stepping into an entrepreneurial experience, but also the experience itself, the acumen that we've learned can help us to have more confidence to step into that role, right? So the average age is 45. And so what's interesting is at 45 years old, you have to wake up and look at yourself differently than you've ever done before. And it's quite an awakening. It's quite an awakening of an experience. Yeah, fascinating discussion. Uh, you're very accomplished, very experienced. Uh, how can people follow you, contact you, uh, visit your website, etc.? Yeah, love it. Well, I always love working with entrepreneurs. It's my passion these days in life. And it is my pleasure to support their vision and journey. And I do work with pre-revenue entrepreneurs. So those that are starting out their entrepreneurial journey um, are welcome to be part of my network and my group. You can reach me at www.rock.com. So that's R-O-C-K, your, Y-O-U-R, and then product, P-R-O, 
D-U-C-T. <laughs> End of the day. I had to think about that for a second. So rockyourproduct.com is where they can reach me. And of course, I'm available. You can get me on LinkedIn at uh, Corey Minkus Trevino. And you can find me there or you can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. I'm kind of everywhere, but um, certainly feel free to reach out. And if you want to reach out to me directly at Corey at rockyourproduct.com, do that as well. Welcome, welcome all uh, entrepreneurs that are interested in really thriving in their experience of this transition. And uh, I like working with people who are really passionate about figuring it out because we don't know, right, what we don't know. And so they're really passionate about really thriving in an experience where they're figuring it out. So it's it's my pleasure to work with them. Self-discovery, growth, all the complexities that go around with business, acumen and growth, I'm here to support in every capacity. Excellent. And for all the listeners out there, hopefully you got a lot of um, nuggets of wisdom, inspiration. Uh, be sure to check out Corey's website, follow her on social media, LinkedIn, and with that, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. And it was a pleasure to have you as a guest. Thank you so much, Chris. It's my pleasure. I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful, inspirational, motivational piece. Again, if you, wherever you are listening, if you liked it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere. Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. And without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next week.